Yeah. Fucking Vancouver Knife Life sucks. Koji, yeah. <laughs> I already started recording. I'm definitely leaving that in. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Pop-Off Podcast, exploring the experiences of nightlife and music industry professionals. Today, we have the man, the myth, the legend, the, uh, what, what's the name of uh, Cthulhu? Yeah, Cthulhu, the monster himself <laughs> in the house. We've got Dirty Kurt. Welcome, Kurt. How's it going, guys? Good. How are you doing today? Such a beautiful day. Absolutely. It didn't go outside at all, though. It at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's hot uh, in here. Yeah, okay. I guess uh, we should acknowledge that this is the first uh, interview podcast we've done since, uh, you know, all the, the pandemic stuff has been going down. Um, and as I've talked a bit about on my YouTube channel and other places, uh, and I'm sure that all of our listeners have seen around, it's been a particularly weird time for people in our industry. Uh, sure. Relying on the nightlife has now, you know, it's become the home life, I guess. I don't know what you would, the live stream life, the stream uh, life. Yeah. <laughs> the stream life. Um, so it, it's a particularly interesting time, I think, to talk to people who have been in the industry for a while. And especially, Kurt, you, um, given, you know, some of your engagements coming up in, in the new kind of way that our industry has been headed. But uh, before we get there, I, I'd love for you to just give kind of, you know, the Coles Notes version of who you are, you know, what kind of music you make, et cetera. Sure, yeah. Uh, essentially, I started off, like, listening to, like, I don't know, people like R.L. Grime and What's So Not, and I was kind of just into, like, trap music and rap, and then I went to, like, Pemberton Music Festival and stayed at base camp, and that kind of, like, changed how oh, yeah. my brain likes music after that mm -hmm. and it all it just became about like the chase for that like just that dirty drop that just would completely catch me off guard right nice. and um is that where the name uh dirty kurt came from <laughs> How, no, far back I, did that go? Uh, before i rebranded to dirty kurt uh my elias was uh rushy it's just like you know a shorter version of my last name with a y on it hmm. And yeah, I was like working at a cactus club and everyone just started calling me Dirty Kurt. And at that point <laughs> I was like starting to DJ in the nightclubs and I was like, why don't I just make that my DJ name? Like that's what why everyone calls me. Yeah. Why were they calling you Dirty Kurt though? Uh, it was a long story about a ketchup packet in my drink. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's completely unrelated to yeah. the dirty drops. It was uh, uh, totally separate from that. So yeah, you, you're a, a DJ and uh, producer uh, here in Vancouver, like like the rest of us. Um, and uh, you know, I'd I'd love to hear. So you said Pemberton was kind of what sparked it for you, or were you DJing before that? What first got uh, you interested? Before I went to Pemberton Music Festival, man, I thought that the DJ up there was making the music live for me to listen to. It wasn't until after I came home from the music festival and like said, I realized the guy's just up there like playing one song into the next song. And <laughs> I sat there and I was like, 
I could do that. So yeah. I just like bor- borrowed my friend's controller. Long story short, he couldn't get his controller back for me for about six months. Uh, <laughs> and then when he when he finally needed it back to play a gig, I just went and bought my own. From then on, it was just wake up, DJ for eight hours, eat. So what year and, was that? That's like my first year of post-secondary. So I was, I was like in the nursing program, just like literally cutting classes that I paid money to attend <laughs> to <laughs> produce music and like spin tracks just because like mm-hmm. i just couldn't put it down i just like felt like i had to do it yeah yeah so um, so yeah. that was what 2016 2016 oh, oh yeah because okay. pemberton still existed yeah. back then yeah makes sense yeah, yeah. and uh, um, like i i started producing like in high school just for a credit and like even when i was in that course i didn't like connect the dots that i could create the music i like in the program that i learned Oh, really? You started, produced in high yeah. school. That's an interesting well, class. Oh. What, yeah. what program do you use? Project Pro X. So they taught, oh, okay. they taught us how to like you know record live instruments and all yeah. that stuff. Oh, so that's you, interesting. Uh, you do mostly producing on Logic then? Uh, I recently, not recently, like a year ago when I was uh, cracking down on trying to release an EP, I switched to Ableton just for the workflow. Yeah. Um, hmm. Just because if someone was going to give me pointers, they had no idea what to tell me in Logic. So, right. Yeah. I just, it's not super common. Yeah. Hey, as the and you the can't really find a Logic Pro X tutorial on how to sign. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I will, there's there's only really one big YouTuber, uh, Music by Lucas, who uses Logic Pro as his DAW, and uh, I always find it really bizarre whenever I see a tutorial that's in Logic. I'm yeah. just like, oh wow, this is interesting, <laughs> like, yeah. or Pro Tools or something like that, and you're just like. This is completely different than what I'm used to seeing. Um, but yeah. I, I want to go back a bit uh, to when you you said a bit after uh, Pemberton, you started playing shows or what was kind of like your first big um, break uh, after you first started getting into it? Break was obviously uh, you kind of have to like be in and around downtown to really be able to network because you can't live and say Coquitlam or Port Coquitlam and network with people and get home after that just doesn't happen right the train stops running or whatever mm-hmm. so i guess my first big break was like taking that step to move downtown uh, i started working and promoting at venues so i was like a busser and like oh, a street no promoter so just started to network with the people who came in you know people knew that i could get them in network with the djs and like you know i'm annoying like the resident dj every week to let me play just one song one song let me plug my usb in mm-hmm. and like one time he like finally let me play he said i could play it too so i got a few of my friends to come and by 2 a.m <laughs> the club is literally empty except for my three friends who came to see me play and i'm like jazzed up i don't care i go up there i plug my usb in and I press play on uh, that Chami track, Afterlife. Yeah. And it's like, and yeah, like the drop is just about to happen and the lights come on and it was just no. like the, fun- the funniest moment because I was like, I don't even care. Like I just took my phone out and started videoing it for the sake of having the memory. Uh. So yeah, af- after that, I switched to promoting at MIA. And that's around the same time where I met Angelo and Casey and they took me under their wing and they started way home, which basically had a residency every Thursday at MIA for like bass music and all that kind of stuff. So I was lucky enough to like get to support all the major acts coming through the city that kind of fit the sound I was trying to push at the time. So I guess like the first break was um, really just meeting Angelo and Casey is 
they kind of introduced me to everybody else. Right. And, and uh, so what, for, what for, was for the, the longest time, like Casey and Angela were just, Hey, like, do you want to play the show? We think you'd be a good fit. Right. Nice. And, and how did you meet them again? Uh, from transitioning from venue? Uh, I met Angelo first. Uh, the first show I ever played was like a pale Hawks long weekender bender. And it was like in that uh, live stock room or whatever it is at fortune mm. and this was like the first time i had ever touched cdjs so instead of really a bdb like this guy's teaching me how to use cdjs <laughs> in front of all of my friends uh and then yeah after that he was like oh yeah we'll, we'll talk and blah, blah blah and then you know months later way home comes about and i was kind of like you know one of the first in besides the guys who were like already established right yeah right and and if you think about vancouver um, in terms of the uh, the demographic and the market for electronic music here, I wouldn't say bass music is one of the most popular um, mm. uh, of what's most commonly digested. So Way Homes was really one of the only bass-focused residencies in the city. And uh, yeah. it ran for quite a while out of MIA. Yeah, especially on a weekday too, right? Yeah, yeah. Super yeah. Okay, that's very yeah, interesting. And so up to work on Friday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no kidding. Um, and so yeah. that lasted. You were there until until the end of that residency, which was quite uh, quite recent, right? Yeah. It's when did just, it When did it end? Um, I mean, I can't say for sure, but maybe. I think it maybe was know, summer six, of twenty nineteen. Fairly recent, but like yeah. long enough to go that I forget exactly. Yeah, I think it yeah. might have been summer 2019, somewhere around there, because I remember it being news when it happened. Um, yeah. But so, what was what was kind of after that for you? You mentioned the EP. Was that around the same time, or uh, what was the what was next for you after working with uh, well, with Way Home? Working with Way Home, yeah, I'd say um, put on like my hey, I actually play shows. Like it was like more of a resume thing, right? So like mm-hmm. other event companies, like you know, Social Sound, uh, Zilla Live. And even uh, Red Room, like, picking me up for a show once just because they saw that I was playing shows around the city, right? Like, they saw my name. Yeah. Dirty Kurt, hard to forget. Um, So what was next for me? Like, uh, the EP release at Fortune, that was on a Wednesday. Absolute riot. I feel bad for the people who had to work the next day, and everybody did. But (laughs) we had a great time. And, yeah, like, since the EP release, really, like, it's kind of just been the music and less about playing the shows. Like, I play the shows for myself now. Like right. I do it for me. Whereas like before I was like, oh, like I need to play the shows. I need to, you know, get myself out there and expose and make sure people like know who I am. And now it's just kind of like, oh yeah, like it's more, I'd rather do it for me because yeah. it's more enjoyable that way. It's a very common yeah. trajectory, I think, for a lot of artists, yeah. right? As they start yeah. off with, uh, with DJing as their primary thing. And then as they start developing their own sound, and uh, putting out tracks, they realize, you know, I can just focus on taking the shows I want and yeah. focus a lot more on the music. That's definitely right. Yeah, so as you know, like the whole COVID crisis has got us all locked in and patched up, right? So we haven't really been able to go out and, you know, be able to DJ and, and perform I miss people. you guys. <laughs> I miss you too, man. Um, <laughs> what do you do? What have you been, I mean, obviously other than like producing and whatnot, like have you still been able to DJ at home? Or like how have you been DJing at home? Honestly, man, like it's tough without any routine, right? Like I used to work graveyards before, yeah. 
all this. So, I mean, my schedule is completely turned and flipped on its head. So I'm doing my best to stay in some sort of loose routine where I go to bed at a certain time and wake up at a certain time. And, you know, every day, like, yeah, I've got like my gear at home and I DJ and I've just been trying to get in the routine of working on music at least one, like an hour a day. Cause if you're not like, what are you doing? You got 24 hours a day. Like, do it yeah just do it and yeah just as far as djing like we've done a couple live streams uh, out of our place it was super dope you know you just want to make sure that you have that direct audio and that yeah you know, and that everything's right because if it's not right you know people are going to tune in and then they might not let you know right so it's like you yeah. just you gotta you gotta have everything dialed in and i feel like sometimes if i was going to stream off my own platform i don't really know what i'm doing yet so I would hate to just not do a very good job. Yeah, totally. I mean, especially yeah, now that- lucky enough, lucky enough, I have the opportunities to DJ with like Van DJs, and I've got uh, two other live streams coming up where someone else is taking care of all the technicalities, and I'm lucky enough to just come in and play the music that I love. Are you are you going into like a someone's house, or like a studio, or something? This weekend on Saturday, I'm playing the uh, Subculture Session stream uh, on Digital Motion Events on Twitch. They've just been basically throwing their uh, base Saturdays on Twitch instead. It's super sick. Uh, And then there's like a digital relief festival the next week coming up. It's called uh, Co-Ed 19. Yeah, Uh, yeah. It's a big co-ed like live stream that's going on, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I'd say, how'd you land that? Um, How'd you land that live stream? Or who'd you connect with? Uh, The co-ed one? Yeah. Dust to Dawn's putting it on. And I'm kind of just in with them a bit nice. i guess i don't know me, me and riley uh have like a business relationship through impact and stuff so oh, okay cool right on that's awesome yeah he just asked me if i wanted to play because he knew i wanted to play yeah that's one <laughs> of the interesting things that's happened as a result of uh you know the quarantine and live stream uh shift i guess the great live stream migration uh you know we we hosted yeah that's right so we hosted um cyber rave as van dj's uh, and you were featured in that. Um, beyond you know that, and then it's the same thing with COVID-19, is that I've found more so than ever that because of the lack of ability to physically network, uh, it's really reliant on your previous connections, right? From, from yeah, totally. what you were building physically beforehand. And so what would you recommend if you're an art, let's say you're a, a DJ just starting out in Vancouver and maybe you got, one gig before right before all the stuff went down or you haven't had that big break into a club with a with a you know mid-tier or bigger uh event company um, but you were just playing house parties like how would you recommend making best use of the situation right now and how to make yourself stand out people like loyalty right like let's say for example uh there's an event company streaming and you know like you know that they kind of know about you but you're not too sure. And, you know, you could just like message the guy and approach him and be aggressive, but that's not really the way to do it. Like what I would do personally is just like watch the streams, comment frequently, just let them know that you're there because what else can you do? Right. You can't really like corner people. Like there's no like really right answer, but um, I mean, no, I think, I think that's a great answer, right. Just to show up into the chats and engage, but sorry. yeah, Yeah. Like just, just be there, engage, like, you know, don't have your username be like user zero zero one because then they're not going to know that you like have it be your artist name or, you know, whatever you're trying to push. Yeah. Um, And, and and let me know your thoughts on this too. But I also feel like there's a massive opportunity 
for guys starting out to uh, capitalize on this by making their own things, right? And that was and their of, own things. Yeah, but, that was the impetus for us to do Cyberave, right? Was look, yeah. all these clubs are shutting down and no one knows what to do. Well, why don't we just do, do a virtual thing? And we yeah. were like the first, you know, people in why our circle to down. think of it. <laughs> and then everyone kind of trailed along. And it amazed me, uh, you know, the kind of leadership that you can display by not having the big infrastructure and organization right now by being lean and agile. So I thought, uh, you know, on top of, I totally agree, you know, put in the legwork to be at all the streams and be engaging and be commenting, showing face yeah. because that's even leaving an impression on us for when we come out of this thing, right? Like we're oh, going right. to remember the people who were, who were there. Um, but yeah. also take the initiative to start something. Yeah, new. start your own streams yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and get your friends to watch some who... And make sure you have... Yeah. Go ahead. Make sorry. sure you have direct audio. Yeah, make yeah. sure you have direct, direct audio. audio. And do not do it on Instagram. <laughs> oh, no, God. no Instagram live videos with your phone in your speaker. I mean, yeah. these are the growing pains of moving an entire industry online, I guess. But yeah, uh, honestly. it's really, really crucial yeah. uh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And plus, one of the great things about uh, Kurt's place is it's got such an amazing view. Uh, behind the camera yeah. angle, so so you kind of looked yeah. out there too. <laughs> I feel like that's such an under, on the floor. yeah, that's such an underrated part of a live stream is like the background and stuff. I've seen so many like Definitely. bedroom DJs, and like even I'm I'm guilty of it when I first started. <laughs> it's like I had such an ugly background, and I feel like that even that is like a factor that we need to start considering. You know what I mean? Yeah, and not to mention that it's Audio also visual. Yeah, it's also yeah. Um, you know a space for innovation. Like we saw the Diplo Dylan Francis one, where they they like chroma keyed out yellow and wore uh, Diplo was wearing like a uh, waterproof jacket and you know like the the like neon yellow ones. Yeah, three, is it three M? Uh, like the, the reflective one, right? No, no, like the oh. like the rain jacket ones. You know, like okay. the like yeah. the stereotypical ones from like Curious George or whatever. Yeah, that he yeah, wears, yeah. yeah, like that, like the British bright red, uh, yellow ones. So he was wearing that, and they chroma keyed it out with a background that was all um, yellow as well, and mm-hmm. then put like just ridiculous graphics behind them. Or, or AC Slater did the same thing, but with black. Um, yeah, yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember seeing the Slater one. Yeah, so there's lots of cool stuff that you can do. Yeah. They can't really do physically. So I saw Gasly. He was like wearing a green suit with a yeah, green yeah. wall behind him, and oh, he was really? streaming an episode of SpongeBob on the wall <laughs> and, <laughs> and his body while he was DJing. That's, That's funny. Genius. And I was like, "This is this is the pinnacle of this industry going online." I'm watching SpongeBob and well it's like you know they they don't have the people watching don't have the entertainment of like being in the physical space so you've got to find other ways to entertain them and you're basically like you know i'd I'd love to hear more of your opinion on this kurt but like when you're doing uh these live streams what do you think is kind of your ideal outcome so you know what is a success for you when you're doing one of these sets um but also like what do you hope is the level of engagement from your your audience members that you had from before this, you know your your key champions uh, out in out in the industry. What do you imagine like you know they're doing while you're live streaming as well? So I guess like what I want out of me live streaming is I just want like all my homies to come in and connect and have a good time. I mean like getting a Zoom chat or whatever, just like all get together and act like 
nothing's different. We're just not in the same physical space, but like through the stream, the music and like, you know, if you're on like one of the better streams that has, you know, more of like an audio visual experience, just to like be in that virtual space with all your friends on video, like how can you not have like the time of your life, right? Like everyone's laughing, listening to music, connecting, right? So as long as I see like a bunch of people I know are in the chat having fun, like dropping Cthulhu emojis or whatever, like <laughs> I'll be happy, man. Yeah, how how lucky is that that there's that uh, wavy arm Cthulhu thing that's like <laughs> identical to your logo? Yeah, yeah, it's so it's so sick. perfect. Yeah, no, I think it's like it's we got to definitely shift our expectations as DJs because it's like we don't have that interaction with the audience anymore, right? Like we can't see people throwing down to a drop or anything. So it really we got to find satisfaction in those like comments and stuff, and really building a room like a community. A space for people to hang out. Yeah, for sure. So I think um, with all that, uh, we'll head into break and then go into the pop-off rapid fire. Um, for the break, uh, Kurt, do you have a track from your EP release um, or another release of yours that you'd like uh, the people to hear? You can just get Still Around in there. Okay, That's great. So this will be uh, Still Around by Dirty Kurt and we'll catch you uh, right after the break. to the pop-off podcast where we explore the experiences of nightlife and music industry professionals uh we are returning with kurt and xander um and this is the rapid fire section of the podcast kurt are you ready sweet um so yeah we'll ask you 10 questions and just answer them as quick as you can best as you can um if we find some like interesting stuff then we'll probably go on a little tangent or we'll probably go on a tangent on every single one to be honest but (laughs) But uh, yeah, we'll, ask, we'll at least ask yeah. you why, but uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, first off, first off, we have the track pop off. What track is absolutely going bananas right now in the scene? Of Tail by Turning and Sound. All right. And, and why is that? Have you just been see- hearing it everywhere? Can't not play it whenever I play. It has to be played. What it's was the track? Like a White Dove Tail by uh, Turning and Sound. Oh, never They're heard like, of it. They're uh, like producers <laughs> on Deep, Dark, and Dangerous. Okay. Yeah. And it's I've just never like filth, filthy webs. That's that's like your favorite <laughs> label, right? Oh uh, yeah, um, it's up there. Yeah. They got the octopus. I'll what is um? What is like the? What would you say you'd use it as like a weapon in your in your set? Like when's the when's the ideal time for you to play it? Like total peak or? Well, for example, like I'm playing it this weekend uh, sixth, but I'm playing 
like I'm hitting play on a second song at the exact same time, bringing them both in. So it's kind of like the, all right, like buckle up. Okay. Oh, I'm using, I see. I see you. I'm using both. I'm using both hands and both guns. No. Right. Nice. Right all right. So I'm, move on to the, the artist pop off. What artist has been absolutely killing it in the scene lately? Um, so he's an artist named Sully. Uh, he's got a, like a few releases on Ocon. Uh, one super recently and it's just like okay. this like super dirty wubby half time mid-tempo dubstep nice ap because it's all good and they let me name my price and i gave him ten dollars because it's it's good <laughs> wow <laughs> damn you really yeah he's supporting yeah. that that's the kind of like love that we need in the industry so artists yeah no artists. kidding especially now yeah pay your price it's like you know, think about what can you yeah, actually it's my, afford? It's my credit card, right? What am I going to do? Give the guy a dollar off my credit card? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll be able to sleep at night. You know, so, I kind of had that mentality shift recently where I was like, I'm buying fucking everything on Beatport, you know? Like, I'm just, I'll throw the $2 to buy my buddy's track or, you know, if it's some new compilation on Confessions, I know all the artists are quite small. So it's like, dude, they need, you know, they need the actual uh, value Revenue. of what they produce. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Everyone out here trying to eat. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right. Uh, next next round, we have the album pop-off. So any albums or EPs or LPs or the like, compilations or whatever whatever you've been listening to. Like, what's what's been going on? The Brainstorm EP. Brainstorm EP. Yeah, Who's it's that by part? Sully. It's, That's by Sully. Yeah. It's uh, by that guy Sully uh, we were just talking about. Yeah. Dope. Right on. Yeah, I, I was. I thought you were gonna say Brave, the new Joyride album. Yeah, um, honestly, I haven't heard that yet. I haven't heard it either. <laughs> I'm oh, fully aware that it's out, and I haven't listened to it yet. I follow the guy on Instagram and everything. I've yeah. heard like the, the teasers, but I just. I'm in the same yeah. boat. Uh, I, I need to listen to that, man, because uh, it's no. right up my alley, and I've totally slept on it. My bad. <laughs> Have you heard yeah. it, Koji? Yeah, I've listened to it uh, once too, and it's it's definitely like his best work for sure. Really? Oh wow! Okay. Oh yeah, I, I've heard I've mixed things. It. Someone else in our friend circle said that. Uh, I think it was uh, was Hippie Flip said he he wasn't crazy about it. Yeah, I mean, he definitely like genre blends. Like okay. he, he's all yeah. over the map, but like none of it. Like it's like all. Like, yeah, it's very Joyride. Oh right? really? So it's not just like the same style of bass house because like all of his songs kind of sound the same. Like they're. Not in a bad way, but they've all got kind of the same formula going on, you know? Yeah, totally. I, I think he like he did that, but like to the next step. Like he expanded on, on each song, which is like, cool to see. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, tangent. My bad. My bad. <laughs> no, no, that's that's all good. <laughs> so obviously in, in the realm of um, you know, staying at home, we've been entertained with our live streams. So my question to you, Kurt, is what uh, if you've been watching any live streams, uh, which live streams have been popping off or like which ones have had the best DJs so far? Um, seven days a week, free every day. Um, I try to not go to the live streams that are like DJ sets that have been played in the past. You know, I feel like mm-hmm. that set was played then and I missed it. So why not yeah. watch someone who's actually like playing a set live because yeah. they're playing either newer music or whatever. Like I, I just want that thought of oh yeah this guy's killing it live right now like this is oh yeah so you mean like not the uh not the replays streams that have been going on plays just so i'll tune in i'll tune into like uh like deep dark and dangerous because their their stream goes 24 7 and then on saturdays like they'll have a bunch of djs like around the world 
uh, you know, each takeover for an hour or so. So that one's like always good. Like I love the deep, dark and dangerous sound. Um, but next to that, uh, it's like the subculture sessions by digital motion. Mm -hmm. That one's good. Got like homies playing that one. So love going in there and supporting them. Um, and then there's like those, like that, I think it's a insomniac events where they had like that thing set up and it was like all alien stuff and the hard, oh, the yeah, hard summer. The, yeah. The Raven yeah, hard right? summer. Yeah. All that. Yeah. And like they have them coming in yeah, they're only 30 minute sets, but like they're live and like they're fresh. And a lot of these like huge producers are like playing records that aren't released yet. Yeah. Which are, like, you know, as a DJ, like we love that. <laughs> like, Oh man, I can't wait. Can't wait for that to come out. Yeah, totally. I was finding that I wasn't crazy about that though, about the shortened set times. Like I watched the Noizu one, and uh, that's not a lot of tracks to play. Yeah, especially like in house. Like maybe what? What did you say? Like six tracks? Yeah, six something tracks like that. And I mean, he's he plays all originals, and it's like I want to hear some music. I I because I follow him so closely. That it's like I've heard all those yeah. songs. You know what I mean? I want to hear yeah. some new stuff. Uh, see what he's listening to, um, and you don't really get that opportunity. I feel no, definitely not. Yeah. It's uh, it's unfortunate, but you know, it's the way the cookie crumbles <laughs> right now. So have you been tuning into yeah. any of the other um, local live streams that have been going on? Don't like like who? Sorry, jog my memory. Uh, like the four over four like, ones, uh, or the we, Moss ones, or the yeah. You know, uh, yeah, a more personal relationship with like like uh, Keep Six, the guys who run that. So you know, whenever it's whenever it's going, I tune in. We all have fun. Um, nice. I've been tuning into the the four four guys, like you know, when I have time or whatever. Uh, yeah. Me and Hippie Flip were lucky to. Well, I mean, sorry, uh, Devin was lucky enough to play uh, for them, and he like put all the legwork into setting up the stream and all that, and then. You know, we, we live together, so I kind of ended up plugging in my USB, and we had some fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that was I a had, really like, fun stream. I try, I try to check out the local guys, like as I see fit. But like as I mentioned earlier, I'm also trying to like stay in a routine, and like you know, since I have all this free time, like actually focus on my music and what right. I want to do. Like I could sit on my computer all day and watch live sets, right? Like right, at right, a certain yeah. point, I'd be like, oh, all right, like it's time to time to do some work yeah no totally i did that like, especially last... like when it when it's when it's monday and you know you've been watching sets all weekend and someone's doing something and you're just like oh well i gotta yeah. kind of get back to the got, gotta get back in the saddle yeah i i feel you man I, I did that this last weekend and i came out just feeling so unaccomplished like satisfied like happy but unaccomplished <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 um, but I mean, yeah. if any of my homies are streaming, send me a link. Like I'll happily check it out. Man. Just, uh, I guess I'm not, I'm not actively searching for streams. Cause if I'm watching a stream, me and all my friends have decided which one we're watching and we're all tuned in together in a zoom chat. And that's like, that's like what we're looking forward to that week. And then we like go and do our own things, you know, on the other five days of the week. Totally. If that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. yeah and, totally. Uh, you got a, yeah, sure. yeah, you got that live stream coming up on Saturday, right? Just to plug it real quick. Just finished my set for that. That's kind of what I spent all day doing. Oh, um, nice. So stoked. I'm going to, I'm going to knock your socks off and then sell them right back to you. It's going to be great. Dude, we are um, getting so drunk. I'm stoked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would yeah. have to keep it a little tame because you know digital motions, big boys. So right, yeah, yeah, impression. Well, I don't have to. Totally, you have to, but <laughs> yeah, you guys have to drink for me. Like pretend yeah. you're me. Uh, don't worry, I, I'll drink. I'll drink enough for you. Don't worry. I'm gonna be on stream getting sloshed right before it. To be honest, but the Tito's and vodka <laughs> double. <laughs> 
Hell yeah. All right. Anyways, moving on. Um, we got a club pop up. So any of the like venues that you played back in the day when we were DJing, yeah. Like which 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 one club was like the spot to go to? <laughs> uh, okay. So I have two different answers because yeah. uh, I started playing like house and bassline. So like I have the people that book me for house music shows and baseline shows and, you know, like four on the floor shows. So I don't, yeah. I don't play like dirty, dirty bass music at those shows. So for like a house show, I'd probably have to say the one that me and hippie flip uh, played back to back at MIA is dirty hippie. Yeah. This is like Halloween at like two in the morning and we're in the back room and there's people just packed into there man like people are like standing standing on the couch and on like the bottle service table like wherever someone could stand there was someone standing (laughs) backroom mia is my top three venues too (laughs) it's a little magic that happens back there i mean there probably was only like you know 30 or 40 or maybe 50 people but it looks like we were all just like shoulder to shoulder just like (laughs) boiler room yeah and it was just great that's a vibe but um Say for like the other music I play, like you know, I'll remember my EP release at Fortune Sound Club for like the rest of my life. Like my mom was there. Every single person who like calls me their friend was there. It's a Wednesday night, and I come out on stage, and I'd literally never seen so many people like standing from the DJ booth, mm. like ever. Like I was like, this is the most people that I'm ever gonna play for ever. No, you're not ever, but like at that time, yeah, at that I, moment. Mean, I, word, I worded that wrong. Like in that moment, I was like, I've never played for this many people before. And it was like that total, like, holy shit. And yeah. it was like, all oh, your music like, too, don't, right? Don't, don't screw up. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> we figured it out. Uh, so for, you know, a lot of DJs, it's very common for us to, to go do research in the field. And by what I mean by that is go to festivals. And, <laughs> <laughs> That's and, a good uh, way of putting just, it. <laughs> yeah, just go into the field, you know, and do some research. Um, but uh, I was wondering, you know, in the past, out of all the festivals that you've been to, which one was the best that you went to and which is one that you would like to see yourself play? I went to Pemberton Music Festival first. I didn't even know that I liked the kind of music that I love now yet. Mm-hmm. Uh Heard a bit of what I liked, had a great experience. It was cool. Came back and was like, yeah, you know, like I want to do that more. But then like, you know, I didn't really go to like festivals because like I kind of found them a bit expensive. Like I was saving up for post-secondary or actually I was in post-secondary. So I was like, this doesn't make sense. Like A, I'm in school and B, like I can't afford it. But then uh, once I moved downtown and I wasn't in school anymore, I went to my first Shambhala and I mean, if you've been to Shambhala, you'll say that it changed your life. And I'm going to say that it changed my life. I had a moment there and it was just like, uh, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. And everything in this moment is right. And I know that the path and the life that I want to live is right in front of me. And if I just keep on doing music and doing what I love and what my passion is for, like I'm going to love life. And to this day, life's, life's great. Still plugging away. Yeah. Life is good. I think Life is good. everyone who's been on this uh, podcast, who's been to Shambhala has answered that question the same way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, actually, I, actually, I actually put that in my notes. I was like, yeah, so if you've been to Shambhala, you're going to say Shambhala. So I guess I'll just yeah. say it. Yeah. Shambhala. <laughs> yeah. It's true. 
you only, crazy, have a, you only have a different answer if you haven't been there. So. I, I haven't been there, so I'm the only one with a different. Yeah, you said contact or some shit. So you know, get out of here. No, I, think I, said, I think I said Pemberton. Oh yeah, too. yeah. Well, I probably would have said I never went to Pemberton, but I I bet Squamish would have been up there because that was the first actual music festival I went to. But I didn't. I wasn't in the EDM at all back then. So yeah, I feel like Squamish is more like not. It's not. It's like everything. You know, and it's more general. Well, I think they both were there. I, I went for for Eminem, which was sick, but nice, but unrelated. <laughs> anyways, anyways, yeah. Moving on to the second half of the question, Kurt. Uh, what festival would you like to play, or what big stage would, do you want to do? You see yourself playing? Oh man, like drama law, because I mean, I feel like with my production, like I don't, I obviously don't think that I could, like you know, play one of those stages right now. Yeah, but I mean, like the DJs that play at Shambhala, just like their sound is just like something that I really resonate with. I don't know, like especially example, at like the, the village amp. stage, right? For the amp, like I'm in there yeah. at like 4 a.m. and this DJ is just absolutely annihilating me, and I'm just like <laughs> having the best time of my life. Yeah, uh, like yeah, I don't know. I could just I could see myself one day, like you know, once I have a repertoire of tunes that I've produced. Right, that was actually no how I got kind of down a memorable. Uh, I got exposed to mid tempo from the amp at Shambhala, and <laughs> I remember just sitting there while church was playing and going like, "I think I like this music." <laughs> I uh, supported them when they were in Vancouver last. Oh, sick! Like he played support for them. Yeah, yeah, right on. Right. That's an awesome right gig. Uh, so this next one um, is a l- tiny bit confusing, but I'll try to be as clear as possible. Um, what day of the week? Uh, so you can't say Friday or Saturday. It has to be a weekday. Do you think is yeah. was most fun to go out in Vancouver, um, and why? So you know when there was like the, all the weekday residencies available, uh, right before all the coronavirus stuff. What was your like favorite day of the week? Favorite weekday, I should say, uh, to go out. Uh, well, let's say like rewind a year, uh, hands down, like way home every Thursday or no, it was every, for a while they had it every Thursday and it was just like open format. Like the resident DJs just like spun, like there was no headliner. And yeah. then, so th- those were fun. Like you and all the homies were DJing in the clubs every Thursday and it just kind of turned into like a big old back to back. Right. So those mm-hmm. were a bunch of fun. There was like $3 beers and you can play like beer pong in the club slowly it began to like transition into just like, you know, every second Thursday and there was a headliner. Those are still, still fun. But other than that, like, I don't think I've ever really gone out religiously on a day of the week for something. But I mean, after a while I got fired from my Friday morning job. So, (laughs) so (laughs) homies is the move. It must've been pretty damn fun. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like it. Actually, I, I think I went one week to that before it closed just i forget who it was for I th- oh you know what it was uh tanwar ridge was playing um but yeah, i yeah. didn't i didn't go for him i went for somewhere someone else and that's how i met him in the back room yeah homies yeah. homies yeah he's yeah he's a dope guy um okay next up uh what is your drink pop-off so what's the drink that you always order when when you're in the club and then what's oh, the drink man, that I you've wish. been making for yourself in quarantine too I want both of those. I wish, <laughs> I wish that like they would do it in the clubs, but they don't. But whiskey sour, like if I could drink whiskey oh. sours in the club, 
Yeah. They'd have to take me out of there. They don't make them in the club. <laughs> I'd, I'd have. They definitely do. Well, it, you'd have you'd have to use egg whites. I'm not drinking egg whites that have been in a bar fridge. Oh, uh, okay. Probably. What's whiskey good. sour? And you can use you can use pineapple juice, but you need like a few other ingredients, and it probably just wouldn't be that great because it's pineapple juice from a gun, so it's not really going to froth. It's basically yeah. like a sour frothy drink made with whiskey and it's like super stiff but it has like a sweet taste to it mm-hmm. so i can't drink those in the club so i usually go for whiskey neat or just you know uh jaeger bombs i kind of just really get after it because at the pre like you know i'll have a few beverages and then when i get to the club it's just more like what's the word dialed in i, I kind of just either want to get drunk or save the seven dollars right it's really expensive yeah so i'm yeah. not buying beers in the club there's yeah, no point. Good point. And I so the whiskey sours you're making at home now in quarantine or? I could go no. for a whiskey sour, but no. Well, well, uh, it's been neutrals. I, That's what your quarantine drink has been. Me and Devin have about like 10 empty boxes of nudes right now and like two two boxes of nudes in the fridge. So yeah, we're just flying through nudes. Classic lime, mango. Those ones are really good. They're just like you crack them, you sip them. They're great. I can't do beer. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big, uh, I'm really into a competitor to nude called Pure. They've got a lot of like oh, yeah. more interesting yeah. flavors in my opinion. And I'm not, sure. I don't really like lime as a flavor, uh, but I know that a lot of people like, do. So I'm a, I'm a huge advocate for White Claws now that they're out in Canada. Dude, I fucking hate White Claws to be honest. I had warm <laughs> ones. I mean, like, oh. I think anything warm alcoholic isn't that great, but I didn't hate it. My, uh, I went to my buddy's cabin last year or the year before. Can't remember. No, last year, last summer, and uh, they it's in the states, so they brought a bunch of white claws and they're getting me to try them, and I did not like any of them. Cold, even. I know. Like, no. Yeah. yeah. I I feel like it's, it's different. It's made different in the states than it is here. Yeah, maybe I don't know. It's just the good kind isn't available in your country. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Yeah, uh, I know. Anyway, you can take the last question here, Koji. Yeah, we got one last question for you, Dirt. Uh, you ready? Sweet. Um, what do you have popping off? Like, obviously, you got so much more time now to do what you love, and it'd be awesome to hear what you got going on. You know. What you're working on, maybe some new projects, maybe some new mixes, some some live streams. Obviously, you got the live streams coming up, but maybe a secret live stream. Uh, tell us what you got popping off, my friend. Oh, right now, uh, I have finally decided after a year what I want like my next project to be called and the vision that I want because I haven't wanted to release anything because I want, like we all say we want to release perfect music, right? But I, mm-hmm. I don't want to release something just for the sake of releasing it. Like I want it to like resonate with people. I want to tell a story and like blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so I finally decided like after watching a stream the other day uh, that I know what the name of my next project is. And so my first project was called Enter the Void. And, you know, th- that was a rabbit hole and a barrel of monkeys that we won't get into. But now <laughs> um, the next project would be there and back again. So it's kind of just like, ever watched Lord of the Rings? Yeah, I was about to say, is it uh, inspired uh, by Lord of the Rings? Yeah. yeah, so I have like a bunch of Lord of the Rings samples that I just have in Ableton and I've been messing around with them. So I'm going to like sort that out, get those into songs. And then, yeah, I just like 
I've got my next project lined up. Um, I've got um, the two streams coming up on the two weekends coming up here. And then I'm kind of trying to figure out how to set up my own live stream on my own platform because no one really knows how long this is going to go for. Yeah. But like we mentioned earlier, like I don't want to just like be streaming and, you know, like, yeah, I have a nice view and I have LED lights that are sound reactive. Like, that's cool. Like, yeah, I figured out direct audio. Like, that's also cool. That's what you need. But I watch like people like LS Dream or like, you know, like even the subculture stream, like it's an audio visual experience. And like, I feel like when I go onto a stream, like that's what I want. Like I, I want to be fully immersed in it so that I forget that I'm sitting in my living room. Yeah. You want to get lost. So I guess, I guess I'm, yeah, like I'm working on my stream so that when I come out and start streaming on my own, like it's something that people look forward to. And I was just like, oh yeah, like let's go watch Dirty Kurt stand in his living room. Right, right. I mean, it's cool. Like, I love sharing music, but I just like I wanna, I want it to be perfect. But that's not a good word, right? It's right. just like I just have a certain vision for it all, and I'm more than oh, happy to be patient. That's that's what I was saying I'm earlier. Really I feel like there's just it, as right? much uh, opportunity um, that's been presented with this, you know, with the the innovation that's been going on and kind of the freedom that you have with you know yeah. using virtual tech as opposed to. Uh, to being in a club physically, you know, there's, you can't get CO2 cannons, but you can do a lot of other things. So, um, yeah. you know, just, I just watched, uh, eliminate one of eliminates videos where he played for 4,000 people on a Minecraft server. And no uh, so many people joined in for his set that they crashed the server in the middle of a set. So he lasted like 20 minutes and then the server crashed and they had like full, like audiovisual uh, production within Minecraft. It was kind of crazy. They're even like lasers and stuff. It was so wild. Oh, that's so brutal. Yeah. <laughs> it's so brutal. It's pretty funny though. So I'm sure there's lots of um, other things like that, that, uh, you know, there's other opportunity that is yet to be discovered as a result of all this. So. Yeah. And I think just to uh, maybe cap off my points there is like, maybe if I wasn't given the opportunity to stream with like four, four, or with Van DJs, thanks to like you and the crew we put together for that. And, you know, like now recently with uh, Red Room and then the whole, the co-ed uh, digital festival for relief. Like if I didn't have those opportunities, I can guarantee that my number one priority right now would be to get out my own streaming thing nailed in and like have it be like this audio visual experience but i'm still lucky enough to have the opportunity to like dj and share music and connect with people right. so i'm kind of just like okay well i'm like got like one foot in the door right and one foot out and i'm just, yeah so if you're I, I if anyone's listening to this to and they uh they haven't been given those opportunities then you know there's a good piece of advice there focus on making something of your own and that you can share with yeah, your friends good crap and and what send me the link <laughs> uh, yeah. Kurt just to end off here uh, could you share with with the people where they can find you on the internet uh, what your handles and different social um, media that you're most active on are and then uh, yeah, so cap it off lucky, lucky enough if you can spell it right uh, my app on everything social and sound is dirty kvrt so just don't forget the v instead of a u and you got it Dirty Covert. Okay. 
So, but yeah, dirty convert. That's what they say. Yeah. So, yeah Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music, probably anywhere that you want to search, you can find me. Dope. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Kurt. Uh, yeah, it's been great to hear uh, more about your journey and uh, all of your all of your opinions on the nightlife industry as we are in this turbulent, weird, precarious time. Um, it, you know, it's, I think it's really inspiring to hear from people who are making the most of it like you are. So uh, I hope people get some value out of hearing that perspective. I'm sure they do. Thanks for having me, guys. It was, it was actually, I quite enjoyed sharing and having laughs. Thank you guys for sticking around and listening to this episode. It, stay safe, stay clean, stay sanitized, and as always, pop off. Thank you.